Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Everything is Tragic with Hillary Starr. I am your host, Hillary Starr. Hello guys. So I don't know if you guys are watching the video or just listening, but thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm tuning in from my couch. I want this podcast to be a very cozy, you know, like we're just talking amongst friends. I'm wearing my sweatpants. I'm wearing a cozy sweater. You can't see it, but my Christmas tree is up. Yes, it is. I don't want to hear no Christmas tree slander. Um... I'm going to put my tree up as early as I want to. Um, so technically, this is the first episode. The episode before this was just like a get to know me before we really get into the nitty gritty. And here we are. Um, and I wanted my first topic to be about something that I have a lot of passion about and uh, can really talk about for hours. And that is um, about friendships. Um uh, this is a topic that I can joke around with and kind of get serious also because it's it's one of those things that really uh, like makes me upset. <laughs> it's one of those topics that like makes me feel uh, like why why do my friends like not like me but they do? Why do I feel like my friends don't like me because like they don't really text me that often? Like why do I feel the need to impress my friends all the time? Or feel the need to please them in any way that I can, in ways that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, you know, it, it's it's so much stuff, and I've always wanted to like just kind of sit down and like really talk about it. And I've spoken about stuff like this with Andrew and stuff, but to be able to sit down and and talk about it like on a podcast and have you guys hear out what I have to say, and um, hopefully this can also start a conversation of just friendships overall and how. And hopefully I can help you guys as well. For those of you that are struggling out there with friendships, I'm struggling myself as well with making new friends. Uh, it's not easy making new friends. I, it has a lot to do with, you know, how old I am, the the, the job that I have that's 100% remote. I'm working from home. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to just talk it out because um, this this podcast is one of those where I'm just... I'm just going to be ranting. I didn't even write a script. So we're just going to get right into it. Let's go. So I figured to start out with this topic, um, I think I always need to like go back to my childhood and like start talking about my childhood because I feel like a lot of things that make up who I am have a lot to do with how I was raised and um, how I behaved in school and uh, then eventually like college, work. Um, so when I was growing up, I was raised in a first generation Dominican American household, super Christian. We didn't celebrate Halloween. I didn't go to school for Halloween. So it was, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that a lot of my personality traits evolve from genetics. Like I get a lot of my personality traits from my parents themselves, but I feel as though that a lot of my behaviors, uh, formed throughout my years of growing up because my parents were so strict. And so I developed this habit of pleasing others and uh, like feeling the need to always make someone proud to feel worthy of something. We're getting real deep right into it. Ooh, generational trauma. I know all my first generation immigrant children are just like triggered right now. Uh, The feeling of not being good enough for anything, uh, the feeling of having to do things for people to make them happy and putting your happiness to the side. Yeah. Am I pushing a few buttons right now? Are you guys like screaming right now? (laughs) Just grab the tequila, just drink the whole thing. Oh my God. And if you're driving, just like, just skirt out of the way. But no, like it's, 
it, I feel like the way we were raised has a lot to do with how we socialize, how we make friends, the people we choose to be friends with, and even the people that we choose to be in relationships with, you know? So I have, uh, you know, starting in school, when it came to friends, I was always everybody's friend. I was that person. I was Hillary. She's she's everybody's friends. She's friends with the band geeks, the theater kids, the the one Hispanic group of kids, the one uh, black group of friends. I was friends with every the Hicks because I went to school in Pennsylvania for most of my time. So I was friends with everybody, everybody. And but but the problem with being friends with everybody is that you don't really have your own friends. You don't have your own friend group that you know, wants to call you or, you know, uh, invite you over to play Club Penguin with, you know, <laughs> you guys remember Club Penguin? I was like, come on, nobody's inviting me over to play Dance Dance Revolution or Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Like, uh, what the fuck is up with me? Like, why? And it's something, it, what's sad is that it's something that I noticed about myself growing up. I was like, why does nobody invite me over? And even when I got to the age of, you know, the Sweet 16 era, I never got invited to any Sweet 16s. And that was something that really affected me. I was like, how in the world are all these people having Sweet 16s and I'm not getting invited to a single one? And that's something that I noticed was a huge problem in my life because I I made it a big problem. I was like, is there something wrong with me? And that's immediately what I started to, to do. Like, Usually people will blame others, but I started blaming myself. I started saying, no, there's something wrong with me. Like people don't want to be my friend. And and then I would start thinking about me in elementary school, middle school. And this was me in high school. I'm like, you know, uh, when I went to a new high school my senior year, right? And uh, I went because I moved back to New York. So I was in a brand new school. I was like, this is the time to make friends that I can bring along with me to college. Uh, but when I went to this new school for some reason, no matter how much I, I socialized because I was pretty social. Like I was, it, it was easy for me to talk to anybody. It was still like, you know, they would have house parties. Uh, I wouldn't get invited. Um, in the high school that I went to here in New York, you were able to go out for lunch. The seniors were allowed to go out of school for lunch and nobody ever wanted to go out with me. Like I would always just go home because I lived across the street from my school um so I would just go home and eat lunch because nobody wanted to go out oh it's so sad and like when I think about things now situations that I get into now where I feel like I'm not being included in a conversation or something all I think about is my younger self and it just makes me want to cry because it, it hurts it's like it's a pain that I've been feeling since I was a kid and it's something that has been carried along with me even now as an adult and I'm just like what what's wrong I'm like there has to be something with my personality that makes me unlikable or not attractive for people to want to like be my friend you know like like I have to be this girl's friend you know and I might get that from certain people but they don't live in New York every time I make a friendship or I, I become friends with people that I connect on a level that I cannot connect with 
uh, with people that live near me, they always don't live in New York. They always live in either Jersey, Texas, Florida, or Hawaii. You know who you are. Um, like these are people that I make huge connections with. So I think most of my conversation of friendship involves with making friends here in, you know, in New York city and making friends that I can go out with, go out and get my nails done with, like do the damn thing with. And I feel like I haven't really found my, my friend group and that's, and, and it kills me because like I'm 27, I'm not getting any younger, you know, and then like, I'm going to reach an age where a lot of people are going to start having kids. And then it's like, then what, what I have Andrew, come on. So moving on, like throughout my timeline, uh, I graduated high school. I immediately saw Andrew that that was like the time period when I met Andrew, which was end of high school. And, um, I, we worked together, we ended up dating. And so for the first like few years, I didn't really care about making my own friends, even like in college and at work, because I was like, you know, Andrew is my friend. He's the only friend I need. It was like that kind of sickening relationship. And now I'm like, I want to go out, but I don't want to go out with Andrew. I want to leave him home (laughs) and I go out with my friends. Um, because I, it, it was like, you know, when you're like, new and in love and in a new relationship everything is so fresh and so like you want to spend every dying second with this person um and it's like that 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 can't be all you do you know you need to have your own friends and so I feel like that kind of stumped me in a way from making my own friends um but then when I started working at Sephora that's when I started really making my own friends Um, And really started making my own connections with people and kind of learning how to vet people because I still had that personality trait where I was making friends with everybody. I was I was friends with every single person in that job, no matter what they were into, no matter what their interests were, no matter what kind of music they listened to, what their sense of humor. But I think that was the first time that I started actually looking more into I want to be friends with someone that like can really make me laugh. I want to be friends with someone that like loves friends and loves the office and loves dry humor. I want to be friends with someone that loves to go out to eat like late at night. So that's when I started vetting people. And uh, a lot of people will say like, oh, like that's just called like judging, like you're judging people. No, vetting, it's always important to vet your friends because it's okay if you're friends with everybody, but not everybody, it, not, not every friendship is meant to go through every phase of your life. And that's, I think, a piece of advice that I can offer to anyone because I've had friendships where they've unfortunately ended and I would beat myself up for it because I was like, no, like, you know, like they were supposed to come with me, like in my journey of life and also in my journey of just, you know, growing up and getting married, moving out of my house and they were supposed to come along with me, but the friendship ended and sometimes that's okay. That's okay if a friendship kind of just ends at, you know, we would get lunch together after work, we would get lunch during our break and, you know, that that was like kind of where the friendship was good for and that was it and that's okay. Um, That's also something I realized with um, friendships that I made not at work but like in college where uh, we were like best, I'm telling you like it was like a sisterhood we were like best best friends and it was one of those friendships where it was a very one-way friendship 
And I started noticing that, unfortunately, towards the end, where I was the one doing a lot in the friendship. Uh, And the other person was, uh, again, they were a very good friend. But at the end of the day, I felt like I was giving more. And I was finding myself apologizing every time I felt like I wasn't doing something right. And that person never felt the need to apologize to me. It was always my fault. And I always saw it as like, I'm the bad friend. I'm the horrible friend. Whereas I would get a FaceTime call from them at like midnight that, you know, they're not feeling well, they're going through shit. And I would be the first one to get in my car and drive to them and go be with them, go do whatever they want, like go get food or something and just sit and talk. And that's something that I want in a friendship where if someone hears me that I'm going through something, I want them to come to my rescue and pick me up and like, let's go get food. Let's go just talk the shit, you know, and and just enjoy each other's company. And I felt like with this friendship, it was a very one-way street and it turned kind of toxic because it was also one of those friendships where it was very high maintenance and it was like I couldn't I couldn't not text a person for like a week without them giving me shit the next week and being like, oh, look who finally decided to text me. It's like, bitch, I've been going to school all week. Like I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Like, what do you mean? Look who's here. Like, and that's what the friendship started turning into. And, but again, I would keep finding myself asking for forgiveness, telling them, you know, like I'll, I'll make up for it. Don't worry. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to, um, change my ways and uh do better like I'll, I'll do better I promise it was always me I was always the issue and at the end of the friendship when I realized that it was actually uh it was actually them that was the issue um and yeah I had my issues where like yeah there were moments where like I wouldn't text people but that's like a me problem that I have to fix it but it doesn't make me a bad friend it doesn't make me a friend that like doesn't care about their friends. It just means that I'm going through personal shit and I deal with it by not reaching out to anyone. And that's something that I have to work on. And that's something that I've done a lot where if I'm going through a very depressive episode, I won't even call my sister because it's cringe, like telling my sister that I'm depressed. But like, if my sister calls me, I won't pick up because, you know, if she pick, if I call, if, if I pick up the phone, I have to be like in a good mood for her because it's just awkward. It's awkward being in like an off, you know, it's awkward just being in an off like, you know, mood when your sibling calls you because it's just like, you don't want shit to be awkward. If you hear my dogs pitter patter, they're like just walking by. But anyways, um, so, you know, so going back to like work because I'll get more into like these friendships that had unfortunately had to come to an end. Um, I started vetting my friends and started realizing, you know, I want friends that like I can really talk the shit with. They're not like super sensitive. Like I like I can joke about things without them being like overly dramatic and being like like not laughing at my jokes because I come from a family where we are comedians. Like humor and dry humor and crude humor and like sex humor is like like that's our thing. And if you're someone that kind of like gets very easily disgusted or like you just don't fuck with jokes, like I'm like, I'm sorry, but like we can't be friends because like, come on, uh, almost like now where I can't be friends with someone who cannot reference TikToks like the back of their hand. Like, come on, you, you got to reference a few TikToks here and there. So when I quit Sephora, I was like friends with like 15 people 
And now I'm only friends with one person. She's like my sister. And the reason why this friendship has been able to go as far as it did is because um, we've been able to go through every phase of life with being with each other and, and like kind of going through the different phases of life while still being there for each other, even though we don't talk that so much. So this friendship uh, blossomed in Sephora and it's continued to blossom throughout the years because um, we've been able to not be on each other's ass whenever one of us doesn't text each other. Like we'll joke around and we'll be like, oh, bitch, you haven't texted me. But like, we're not serious about it. Some of these friendships that ended were like, they were so high maintenance and I felt like I had to walk on eggshells because no matter what I would do, I was always in the wrong. It was always my fault. And so I've had other friendships and uh, like when Andrew first got deployed, because in 2019, Andrew unfortunately got deployed to the Middle East. He was in the mil- he was in the army. And when he got deployed, I was in dire need of my friends, you know? So I clung on, I, you know, hung on to my my friends from like Sephora and some from school and then there was like one friend that I had met through work and we were the best of friends the friendship was so short though we became friends back in like I want to say March of 2019 and it ended in like September it was such a short friendship but it was one of those friendships where like you meet them and you hang out with each other and you guys talk to each other like you've known each other for years years and that's exactly what this friendship felt like like I've been friends with them for decades darling okay so this friendship ended because Andrew was uh deployed in the Middle East and I was you cannot even begin to tell me that everything was going to be okay I was I was for sure feeling like I was going to die I was in that type of state of mind and this friend thought that it would be a great idea to be selfish um, and take the time to tell me that I wasn't there for her when she needed me. When I'm like, bro, you went through some shit and I was the first person to pick up my keys and leave in my pajamas to go pick you up because A, you didn't drive at that time and B, I went to pick you up to like be with you and and help you through the situation. And again, this person didn't drive, so I would pick her up every time we were hanging out um, because I honestly, I didn't mind. I didn't mind picking her up, but now realizing that she was just like a really selfish person, uh, that shit like pissed me off. It was like really like you, you've, sorry if you can hear the planes going by. Also, I, I don't know what it is. People are flying out today for some reason and I live close to an airport. So there's that. So, um. Yeah, so I I felt like I was really um, dealing with with people that like were just requiring so much of my energy and my time that I didn't like focus on myself and I would only lay my life down for these people. And that, again, goes back to how I was raised, always pleasing people, always having to do things for other people for their happiness and not mine because my happiness didn't matter. What mattered was me making my friends happy in the moment and making sure that they were taken care of and everything was good. And that's that's that can get really toxic, even in like relationships with like significant others, things like that. It can just get so toxic. So um, in college, I didn't really care about making a lot of friends. I was that student that 
I'm only here to go to class and go home. I don't give a fuck about making friends. But, you know, some of these friendships that occurred during my college years, they just kind of fell on my lap. And those are the best kind of friendships. The ones that start out with, you cheated on the test too? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to help each other cheat on the next test? Bet. So that was um, kind of like how uh, this friendship started out. It was uh, it was like it, at school, it kind of happened out of nowhere. And it was like the perfect friendship. Like, it, like we were a group of friends and it was it was perfect. Like we hung out, we would FaceTime all the time. Um, but then I started noticing that I was, uh, being like kind of held under a microscope whenever I would kind of ghost my friends. And it wouldn't be like, because I was a bad friend. Every time I would ghost them, it would be because I was going through something very serious. Like when I ghosted my friend for the first time, it was, in 2020, when I was working a super toxic job, which can be its own episode, I was uh, working at Yelp, and that was ugh, one of the worst jobs. That was like the worst job of my life, and I worked for a pyramid scheme company. Okay, um, I can make a whole episode about like just bad jobs that I've had because <laughs> I've had some weird jobs. Um, yeah, no, like I was so depressed at this job. And I would leave for work at like six in the morning, come home by eight o'clock. I had no time to even talk to myself. I would come home, shower, order food and go to sleep. And mind you, this was a time where Andrew was still deployed. So I was coming home to an empty house. Yeah, I had my dogs, but I was severely depressed and I wouldn't take calls from nobody. People would call me and I wouldn't pick up the phone from my mom my dad, my sister, my cousins, like I wouldn't pick up because I, I just couldn't get myself to even go on my phone after work. Um, and so at this job, I became extremely close to the people at work that were also just as depressed as I was, because if you work at a job that's miserable for everyone, you find some kind of camaraderie with these people that are just as miserable as you and so after work they would invite me out we would go out and drink uh to like these bars in manhattan and i would be i I would upload them on my story and so this friend of mine would see that and obviously like i understand why she would get the impression that i was you know hanging out with new friends and kind of ditching her but no matter how much I tried explaining to her, like, listen, these people understand what I was going through and we were just coping together. It was still something where I was apologizing and I was like, I'll make up for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that whole friendship was a whole lot of me listening to your problems, but you're not really asking about mine. Um, and whenever you were going through something, I was quick to come to you, but you didn't even want to drive to my area because you just didn't want to drive to the area that I live in but I would always see her stories and she would be hanging out in areas that were relatively close to my area so I'm just like like okay okay so unfortunately the friendship ended on like the same kind of situation where it was like I wasn't there for her but it was it was a situation where it was like you have to tell me when to be there for you I can't just force myself on you you know you and I'm I told you you know I communicated to you. You let me know what you need for me and I'll be there for you. Please tell me. And um, for some reason, they just didn't communicate to me when they needed me. And they took it as, 
I just wasn't caring enough as a friend. And I'm just like, really? And I hate bringing like past scenarios into friendships where you're like, but I did this for you and I did it. But sometimes you have to bring that up to kind of prove your point of like, you know, I was actually there for you. What do you mean I'm a bad friend? And so I kind of like carried this narrative that I'm like just a really bad friend and I don't deserve to be loved by my friends and I just deserve to only have Andrew, my cousins, and that's it, and and my sister, and that's it. But then I entered the creator space and that, honestly, like I say I feel lonely because it's more for like real life friends, like non-creator friends that I want to make in New York. That's so hard for me to do. But when it comes to creator friends that I've made, I cannot begin to tell you how much these people have changed my life for the better and um, honestly have made my life so much more worth living and so much more enjoyable. Um, So when I entered the creator space back in 2020, that was a moment where I was like, okay, how am I going to do this full time? Or is this just going to be like one of those things where I I do it for a little bit and uh, we'll see where it goes. But obviously I'm doing it full time and I'm very thankful for that. Thankful for you guys. Uh, you know, it's very, it's a, it's a very uh, privileged job and I'm very happy to be a part of this uh, community. But when I made my first friend, as a creator, it was uh, this guy, Carlos. I fucking love you. He was officially like my first friend. Um, and we were friends like only online. And this is kind of where I started to really find the people that I, because I like you can pick and choose your friends, especially when you're working online, uh, when you're working remote, because it's, it's not like you have a pool of people to choose with. You're not working with them at an office, you know? It's just people that you choose to follow and then you choose to like make a connection with them or not. So when I first met Carlos, he followed me like when I was like in my baby stages of my TikTok. And this guy is like, first of all, he's a Capricorn. So obviously stubborn as fuck. Um, (laughs) But he knows, I mean, well... Um, and he's an amazing, he's an amazing person. We met online and he's like my fucking brother and we'll go weeks, even months without texting each other or calling each other. But we know that we are like each other's bestie, like a hundred percent. I consider him a best friend always. And then when he visited New York and we hung out, the first thing I did was like hit him when we first met each other. Like I was like, oh my God, like it's one of those friendships where like, You guys have such a mutual understanding that you guys love each other no matter what, but like your life gets busy and it's okay. You can come back to me, but you kind of have that knowledge that they're there for you. They're your friend. And then the second biggest friendship that I made was with none other than Skincare by Hiram. Hello. I was so taken aback when he followed me on TikTok. I was like, what the fuck are you doing following me? I'm like, all right, I guess we have to be friends now. (laughs) Like... If there's one thing I know about myself, when I meet someone and I know that they can be a really great friend to me, I, I I sometimes come off a little harsh and a little aggressive, but I try my best to get them to like me. And that's a, a people pleasing thing where like, 
I know I'm likable in certain ways. Like I know I'm a great friend and that, and I don't compliment myself often. Trust me. I can't even look at myself in the mirror and say, I look pretty. I'm like, yeah, I look okay. Like I know I'm a great friend. I can slack off sometimes, but when I slack off, it's because I'm going through something and I can't give you the love and attention that you deserve when I'm going through something. And I, I, that is something that I have to work through. But I know for a fact that I'm a great friend. I'm great at listening, at giving you advice, at being there for you. Even if we don't want to talk, you just want to get food. You need someone to make you laugh. I fucking got you. I'm also a Leo, so <laughs> it's bonus points. But when I met Hiram, we hung out at a restaurant in New York and we sat and spoke for hours guys maybe like three four hours and then we went to like this ice cream shop where we sat and spoke for like two plus hours like this was one of those friendships where I was like oh you are stuck with me for life bitch like we were talking to each other as if we known each other for five six years and it's it's one of those friendships where you know like you guys are going to be friends forever friends forever (laughs) so and then little did I know like he ended up coming back to New York we hung out again I ended up meeting his friends those people are like my best friends now and of course it's always the people that I connect with the most that don't live in New York they all live in fucking Hawaii but I actually have one of my friends who are who's his friends too she's visiting New York for the first time during Christmas and she's like staying at my house for like I told her I'm like stay here for like three weeks I don't give a fuck like we're doing the damn thing and it's honestly like Andrew is so supportive of that of like someone coming to our house and staying for such a long time because he knows how much I long for a friendship that feels like you know you live here let's go out let's do shit you're my go-to person we're gonna go out and get food at 2 a.m we're gonna go out and get our nails done tomorrow morning hungover like let's go to brunch let's go let's go see the Rockefeller tree like let's go do the damn thing and that's what I need that's what I that's all I've ever wanted it's even better if it's a group if I find a group of friends that I can do that with but I'll like have friends in New York that like will go out and do stuff and they won't invite me and then that's where my thought comes in of like even friends that don't, even if they don't live in New York, they live relatively close to New York and they'll hang out with each other like in the city and stuff. And I'm just like, it, it genuinely like, it's like a dagger in my fucking chest. I'm just like, am I not wanted? I'm like, they don't like me because why am I not invited? Like, I understand if it's like the one person is like hanging out with their friends, but it's another thing if it's like the group of friends that I you know, are my friends too. And they're all hanging out together. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I see I'm not wanted. And it like, it makes me feel horrible, 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 horrible. And it's like, why do I feel this way? It's like, it's not that they don't like me. You know, I'm pretty sure they do like me. I'm pretty sure they love me, but why, why didn't they invite me? You know? And then it's like, I don't want to be like an after, Sorry, (laughs) email notification. Like, I don't want to be an afterthought. I want to be someone that, um, that when you invite me, I want to be invited before the plans are made. I don't want to be invited when I hit you up and I'm like, wow, 
thanks for letting me know you guys were hanging out. And then they're like, wait, but come. I'm like, no, I'm not coming. I'm not going. I'm not going to go if I wasn't invited in the first place. So there's there's so much there's so much going on with me in regards to like friendships. And then I wonder, I'm like, am I making the right friends? Am I making the wrong friends? Because that, that's what I feel like is happening with me. I feel like I'm becoming friends with people that either like have their own ways of being a friend that don't align with me. Like I need someone to at least like acknowledge my presence and at least want to hang out with me, you know? And it's, it's something that I feel like hasn't been the case with a lot of friends that I've met, uh, with work and also like in this creator space that I feel like I need to start being a little more tedious with. And I've also gotten to the point in this creator space where I've become friends with people that, you know, I think are like, we're, you know, you think we're friends with, you think we're close, but then like, they don't hit me up as much. And, but they'll like post on their stories, like I'll text them and they won't respond and they'll like post on their stories. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay, like I have that bad habit too, but understand that I will get back to you. Like it's, it's one thing for you to like, um, I'll text you and you won't answer but it's another thing if I'm texting you you're not answering but you're posting on your story and I'm just like it's this like friendships in the creator space is such a weird thing because we're all so busy and I get that everybody is busy with their own lives and being a creator is not easy in regard mentally like it's very time consuming so I understand people get caught up with shit but if you make it known that we're friends and you want to Make me feel like I'm a part of your life. Don't blue ball me by teasing me and like like not responding to my texts and like kind of uh, posting on your story and like not inviting me when you like like go come to New York or um, you know or like hang out in the city. I'm just like I, I want to feel wanted. <laughs> That's the thing. like I just haven't been feeling like I've been wanted in certain friend groups and certain friendships that I have um, at work and in the creator space. And so I kind of leave myself to be like, I think I need to start making friends that actually want to be my friend and actually prioritize wanting to hang out with me, wanting to, you know, send me TikToks and have conversations. Cause like, I'll reach out to some of these people and like, you know, ask them like, how are they doing? I hope you're doing well. And you know, but they won't text me back. But again, that's not to say that they're a bad person or a bad friend. It just means that they're just not like that. And that's okay. And I also have to accept that I can't receive the same energy back from someone who's not like me. Because I think we do that sometimes. We expect our friends to act like us. But sometimes that's not the case. Not all of our friends are going to act like us, you know? And I think that's okay. We have to just kind of learn how to coexist and just be okay with, you know, being there for each other. Um, while also respecting how everybody is in regards to how they are personality wise. Um, so I think that's something that I have to come to terms with, but I mean, there are like some friends that I've made in this creator space where I'm just like, no, go fuck yourself. Like you clearly don't care about being my friend and I'm just not going to keep trying. Um, and, uh, it's, it's been hard because these are people, again, I don't make friends in the creator space for clout. Um, if there's something that I feel like is prevalent in this community, it's uh, people wanting to be friends with each other, creators wanting to be friends with creators because of the clout, because of the the followers that they have. Trust me, 
I could not give two fucking fucks how many followers you have. I don't care if you've been, I don't care if you're a fucking actor. I don't care if you were on E! News. If I want to be friends with you, it's because of your personality. It's because I know we would be great friends. And again, there are so many creators that I wanted, that, that, that I could be friends with, but I don't care about being friends with because I don't care about the clout. I care about the personality. And like funny example, like when I went to VidCon, I only cared about meeting two creators. That was Drew and Brittany Broski. Those were the only two people. And then like the creators that I'm already friends with online, I met them at VidCon. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, you are just as amazing as you are online. And Drew and I, we're friends online. But when we, sorry, when we met in person, I was like, bitch, I fucking love you. And then, you know, like, and then I met Brittany Broski and I'm like, okay, I met the creators that I want to meet. I hopefully can start a friendship with these people. And again, that's all I care about. I, I I don't care about like the, oh, let's do a video together so I can show people that I'm with you. Like, I don't care about that. I don't, I really don't. And I feel like, um, and when I went to VidCon, uh, there was um, like an event held at Disneyland for just the creators. So only creators were in this small area at Disneyland. And uh, all these creators, you just see everybody mingling and mingling. And I'm like, I don't care to talk to any of these people. And like, I would see creators and I'm just like, oh, like I, I watch your videos. But like, I wouldn't go up to them because I'm just like, I don't care. But like, th- there were like creators there that were dickheads that like obviously I'm not gonna say their names but I'm just like damn you really make being a content creator your whole personality trait and running like and thriving off of clout you make it your whole personality don't you that's really sad I I wish you the best give you my best but um yeah no it's it's a very strange world making friends in this place it's you know because I don't have the clout that people think I do a lot of people are like oh my god like you're so famous I'm like no I'm not trust me in the eyes of creators I am a nothing <laughs> I am nothing um but yeah like I think it's yeah I don't even know where else to go with this <laughs> so I guess just to wrap things up like my my friendships now I love every single one of my friends I've I've grown so close to the friends that I have now you know who you are the friends that I've met in college my girl Katrina, I fucking love you. Uh, I, you know, I've met some great people that are creators. I've met amazing people at work. Uh, you guys know who you are. And these are people that I have to sit back and realize, like, these are the people that even though we don't talk to each other every day, even though we don't see each other every day, it's these friendships that are like going to last the longest because these are friendships that don't require your full attention but it's just like a kind of like subcon like unconscious like knowing that like you guys are there for each other and that kind of happened with one of my friendships where it was kind of the same situation where i ghosted my friend um and it wasn't on purpose it was because i was going through something and she was very rightfully upset with me and it was kind of the situation where the with the friendship that did end but the difference between that friendship and this one was that my friend understood where I was coming from and she worked with me through my issues and I helped her with whatever she was going through and we came to a mutual understanding like listen we were both going through something 
Um, but I'm glad that we were able to talk it out and go through with it together because that's what you do in a friendship. You communicate to each other. Um, and you know, it's not a significant other relationship because I feel like there are some friendship friendships out there that I've seen, um, happening with, uh, people that like, they treat it like it's a fucking relationship. I'm like, I'm your friend. I'm not your fucking girlfriend. Okay. It's no, but, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I love my friends so much. It's, and the the one friend that I had here, Kiani, you fucking perch. Um, you know, I, I have, I had a friends that like lived in New York that I would go to home goods with TJ Maxx. Like we were fucking, it was that kind of friendship where we can like go and get our nails done together. I would go to her house and we would hang out and then she fucking moved to Jersey. And I was like, what the fuck is up with my friends coming to New York and living here? And then they fucking leave. Everybody leaves New York. I don't understand why like, this city is great. Why does everybody want to leave? I don't understand. <laughs> why does everybody want to leave? Um, and uh, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, what's the point of me making friends? And it also doesn't help that I don't leave my house that often. I I stay home pretty much 24 seven. Um, so when I do go out, uh, I it's it's at night. It's not in a place where it's like, you know the most social because like it's a it's a bar but you're going out you're seeing a bunch of drunk people and it's like it's not the best place to make new friends you know and with that being said i think that's pretty much it um i kind of wanted to just offer some advice to you guys that struggle with friendships because i've i've done a lot of live streams on tiktok and you know etc and we've spoken a lot about friendships on there and you know my advice to you guys would be make friends with people that that like it's like the little things you know the friends that will send you a gift on your birthday the friends that will think about you in times where you'll post on your story that you're like just going through something and they're the first ones to text you like hey what what the hell was that that you posted on your story you okay and or the friends that like you facetime and they don't you don't even have to have like a long conversation with them you can prop your phone up, have a little short conversation, but you're like cooking and they're cleaning and doing laundry. Like, and, and you know, it's, it's one of those low maintenance friendships and always prioritize yourself. Don't do things for the sake of others. Happiness. Always think about making yourself happy and never put yourself in a spot where you're feeling uncomfortable or inconveniencing, inconveniencing yourself for someone else who probably isn't prioritizing the friendship as much as they should be. Um, And if you're noticing a little ASMR, my dog's drinking water so much right now. But you want to make sure to be friends with people that, like, you know who your real friends are. A lot of people say this. You know who your real friends are when planning your birthday comes around. This is why I don't celebrate my birthday. Because whenever that time comes around, that's when I really realize who my real friends are. The ones that will post me on their stories on my birthday, who will be the first ones to text me on my birthday, who will want to do something if they live in New York, will want to do something on my birthday and be like, what are we doing for your birthday? Or like, want to plan something like you want to know who your real friends are. That's like a, that's like a TikTok sound. You want to know who your real friends are? Uh, wait until your birthday comes around. Let, let, let's see who your real friends are then, you know, and it's, um, 
it's 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 a sad day honestly birthdays are the worst because it's like people want to be my friend but then when your birthday comes around like the ones you expected to text you don't text you it's a whole thing it's a whole thing but thank you guys for tuning in to everything is tragic with hillary Stahl. i am your host hillary Stahl. thank you guys again for tuning in uh, make sure to follow me on all my socials um i'm pretty sure thursdays are going to be the days where i post if that changes, you will be notified on my Instagram stories. Um, and again, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Even if it's like 70 people, it's it's something. You guys are taking the time to listen and I really do appreciate it. But thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you all. Salute you. Goodbye. <laughs>